Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are back. We took last week off and uh, kind of an enforced uh, vacation because we both had colds. Yes. And you may be able to tell by listening to us now that we had colds. But uh, we are back and we have seen a new movie starring Brad Pitt called Ad Astra. So Ashley, tell us about that. So Ad Astra doesn't indeed star Brad Pitt as an astronaut in the not-too-distant future, I don't think, um, where the Earth is being hit by these power surges from some unknown source kind of deep in the solar system. Out by Neptune. Out by Neptune. It's believed to have possibly something to do with an expedition that Brad Pitt's father um, undertook many years ago. And so Brad Pitt is asked to... Um, travel into at least part of the solar system in order to perhaps send a message out to that expedition. And so we kind of follow him as he makes this journey and watch as interesting things unfold. What did you think of it? Well, first of all, tell us what Ad Astra means. Oh, Ad Astra means to the stars. Yeah. Why am I asking you? (laughs) Um, well, I, I knew what it meant because Ad Astra per Aspera is the state motto of Kansas, where I grew up. Yes. <laughs> and this is actually my first uh, 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 bit of a Neanderthal here. It's my first time actually hearing this term. So. I looked into it a little bit. It's actually the motto of, or has been the motto of states and organizations, I guess, for a long time. So it's not unique to Kansas necessarily, but that's how I learned about it. Yeah. So what did I think of this? Um, I was enthralled by the first two-thirds or three-fourths, of however you want to look at it, of this movie. It is, um, first of all, it's just really well done, um, uh, technically speaking. Uh, I, I, need, I, I do this a lot, I feel like, but I need to give a shout-out to the cinematography. Uh, Hoyt van Hoytema It was a cinematographer. Great mm-hmm. job. This movie looks wonderful. And, uh, you know, it also looks good on the big screen, although I'm actually, I think, in the minority where I'm very curious to see this on a smaller screen. Because if you have a decent TV at home, um, Mm. I think this would look good there as well. And we saw it in IMAX, and um, sometimes it was, the screen was so big, and there was, you know, the, the, the framing of the shot was so you know, epic in scope that I felt like I was kind of darting around, my eyes were darting around trying to catch mm-hmm. various things. So, um, I just wouldn't mind seeing it on a smaller yet nicer screen. Yes. Uh, at any rate, uh, as, an, as an aside, which probably will take up too much time, but um, this movie is um, um, written and directed by James Gray. And I and, and James Gray has done some things like Lost City of Z mm-hmm. among some other ones, but I wasn't familiar with that until afterwards we saw the movie. And when I saw the name in the credits, I kept thinking like, so the guy that wrote like Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus, like he he's the one that did Ad Astra. <laughs> and I had to uh, look up afterwards. That's John Gray. Oh. John Gray. It wasn't Joel Gray either. No, not Joel Gray either. No cabaret. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I've I've actually. Ticking up a lot of time, just, just <laughs> not even getting to the meat of it. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you for. Oh, okay. Um, so I like this movie quite a bit. I agree with you. I think the first two thirds, three fourths of the movie are 
spectacular. For me, the, the ending was a bit of a letdown. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad ending or that it wasn't the right ending. It was just kind of anticlimactic for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I should say, we don't intend to spoil it. Right. So we're going to try and dance around it, but yeah. Right. It, it just didn't, it, what, it didn't live up to the buildup. Mm-hmm. And, and so a little bit about this, the buildup. <clears throat> this is a very slow, deliberately paced film. If you're if you're coming into this hoping for like a a space adventure, this this it's not really. I mean, it is a space adventure, but it's just not an action movie per se. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of scenes that are very thrilling. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a chase scene that's kind of unlike any I've seen before, really. Um, and there's a there's a yeah there's another scene that I thought was quite horrifying. I won't even talk about it <laughs> so that we w- don't spoil anything, but. There are some very exciting scenes, but it's, for the most part, it's a very kind of solemn tone, quiet, thoughtful, deliberately paced movie. I can see why, or I can see how it might not be everybody's cup of tea. I've heard from a few people who've seen it that um, they actually kind of dozed off during the movie and I I can see how that's possible but um I think if you're if you kind of just open yourself up to the visual element and you know this is a movie of of ideas like the like the best science fiction it's it has it's using science fiction as a way to tackle an interesting issue and, and in this case it's relationships between father and son and our place in the universe. So these are all like kind of weighty subjects, but it's showing it to us in a very um, interesting way in the context of a space journey. And yeah, I, I, I really, I really liked it. Like, I, like I agree with you. The ending is a little, yeah. Um, you know, so it's obviously it stars Brad Pitt. And he's the protagonist. And uh, his character, and they make it very clear about how his character is very calm under pressure. Um, They initially kind of tell you rather than show you, I think. Um, But, I mean, they say things like, no matter what the situation, his heart rate never goes above 80 beats per minute. and That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as the movie progresses, you see that he is a very chill dude, right? Almost too chill. And that's part of his character issues. Um, and Brad Pitt, you know, it's not easy to do that character. I mean, because you, when you are a very, you're, you're very internalized, you know, mm-hmm. as far as your emotions, uh, you, it's hard for that sometimes, uh, not, I will put it this way. Not every actor could do it as well as Brad Pitt. Right. And this following on the heels of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she's also really good in, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, um, I've probably never respected Brad Pitt more than I have this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Lee Jones plays his dad, which you see in quite a few um, recorded scenes. He's the one that's lost out by Neptune, and so you see a lot of recordings of, of him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Sutherland, whom I've always liked Donald Sutherland, he plays a friend of the Tommy Lee Jones character who accompanies um, Brad Pitt. And then there's you know several other um, characters. 
and it's hard it's hard to really talk about my issues with it because you know most of those do take place in the last quarter or so um but you know they are juggling a lot of things here and it's when you're juggling right um you can go lots of different ways and 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 how you want to pull something off Uh, and um i don't know i i wasn't i there were a lot of things that were built up in this movie that I was really getting into. And kind of like, this is maybe not the best analogy, but, you know, the TV show Lost. Kind of like with that, when you keep, you know, there's a mystery sort of there. It's just a little bit out of reach, but there's a little mystery out there, and you're, or maybe plural mysteries, and a sense of unease, and there's all these things that you're trying to figure out, right? Or how is this going to wrap up? You know, what are we headed toward? And you may not, necessarily be okay with how they resolve right. things right um it's my imperfect analogy I yeah think. i mean i still admire the movie a great deal for for trying to be something profound mm-hmm. and you know reaching for big ideas and um and just doing it in such a it really succeeds at doing it in such a poetic way and in a beautiful way there are scenes that i'll never forget i don't think they're just <laughs> and you know it's 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 easy you know space just kind of as it is is something um awe-inspiring mm-hmm. right but it's not even the space scenes necessarily there are other scenes that i just think are you know not when he, he, he when he's in space when he's inside a capsule or inside a, mm-hmm. a ship or inside a station and just the way things are are photographed and um, it's just it's just beautiful. Yeah, um, I would agree. There's a lot of um, I don't want to say there's a lot of I mean, there's a fair degree I would say of um, narration. Is that what yeah, you want to call it? Right. I want, yeah. Brad Pitt's character voiceover. Voiceover. Ben yes, it's a voiceover, yeah. and it's a little unclear if he's doing it in the moment or if he's doing it at the end and this is just kind of, you know, he's looking backwards over the course of the movie. But I think it's, I don't know. But I feel like though, and I'm not a huge fan of voiceovers or narration, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, I think it it, it lands well here. A few times it didn't. But, uh, yeah. I think, I I have mixed feelings about that. Sometimes I thought, you know, I, I don't like narration in general unless it's, Absolutely, absolutely necessary. And here I felt like there were moments when it wasn't so, so necessary. Um, yeah. I, I think, and a lot of that is due to his performance. I mean, yes, his character is very reserved and very quiet, but you're able to um, see and feel, you know, what's bubbling under um his his um reserved nature you're you're able to see it somehow i don't know how he did it but you're able to he's able to project uh-huh. um all of the deep emotions that he's actually feeling mm-hmm. even though he's always maintaining this steady heart rate and this you know yeah. uh, he he it's a, it's a really good performance 
um, I think that must be like the hardest thing to do to play such a quiet, reserved um, character. Yeah. But to project more than that so that you know that there's more than that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as the character develops over the course of the movie, it makes sense. And um, the payoff at the end doesn't come out of nowhere. You kind of feel where it's leading the whole time. Yeah, it's, 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 he, does, he does a great job. Yeah. Although I would argue that one of the things I don't like about this movie is the... Um, and it's not to do with Brad Pitt's acting, per se, because he's <laughs> just doing, uh, you know what he can with the script, but, you know, characters, again, I don't want to really, I guess, go down that road too far, but, you know, I felt like certain plot points aren't always handled well or gone back to at all, and I also feel like um, the way a character is behaving in certain scenes feels like it's leading somewhere, and then it doesn't. Mm. So, I don't know, that that was... um, that was frustrating. You know, it's, we've mentioned a few times that, you know, it's about father-son type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a sucker for that, right? Uh, I have, you know, <clears throat> I, admit I have dad issues. And, you know, one of the reasons I, I like Return of the Jedi out of all the, the the most out of the first three Star Wars movies is because there's a lot of focus on Vader and Luke there. And, mm-hmm. you know, so here's the thing. If you want to throw a father-son angsty story, mm-hmm. I'm your guy. Right. And when I am not... <clears throat> satisfied or pulled in by that mm-hmm. element of your story, I feel like you're doing something wrong. Right. And I, that, that's how I felt with this movie. That yeah. the father-son element of which, uh, you know, they make a big deal about um, is kind of weak, I felt like. It, it didn't work for me, I'll put it that way. Ultimately, I mean, I think I was on board with it for most of the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just didn't pay off. Yeah. So we'll get into our scores now. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. So uh, our friend Benny saw this with us last week, and he's if you listen to the show regularly, you've heard <laughs> Benny before. Uh, it's his birthday today, though, so uh, he's off doing birthday things. But he um, did give us a, um, a score. Okay. And I'll just read what he said. He says, I'm going with an eight, purely for craft. He goes, I give the acting an eight, the camera work and cinematography a ten, the story itself a six. And the thematic work and storytelling of four uh, works out to be about an eight in, in my head. And I guess. So Benny's an eight. What are you? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you just said there. Um, I would also give it an eight. Okay. Um, I'm giving it a 6.8. Uh-huh. So our score is a 7.6. And it is on the tomato meter with an 83% certified fresh from critics. Now, um, the audience score on Tomato Meter is always a little dicey, mm. so I don't often mention it. Um, but I will here because it's a 42%. Um, so it's just, not going to work for everybody. I yeah, think. I just imagine it's kind of maybe slow for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you.